and welcome to the Snakes Cast. I'm David Kingsmill, and with me today is Mr. Todd Campbell. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. And today, in uh, in preparation for Infinity War coming out next week, we're going to talk about games with the theme of superheroes. So, superheroes are an interesting theme. I did some research on Board Game Geek before this to see if I could find a, a sort of glut of superhero games, and I found a, a dearth of good ones for a start, um, but also not as many as I expected in general. No. Um, uh, at, at Snakes and Lattes, we often have people come in uh, looking for superhero games, and it's always hard to find some that are, uh, that are accessible and good. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. And it really surprises me at the moment, because with the enormous popularity of the superhero genre right now, in mm-hmm. movies and in TV, especially with, uh, I think, Marvel, to me at least, I still think is dominating. Oh, um, definitely. But I think bringing in superhero culture outside of the comic book nerddom into a much more kind of generic audience, or general audience, I should say, mm-hmm. maybe... It surprises me that we're not seeing more on the board game field just because of what a strong theme it is. Well, I think what's interesting is that they either tend to go with the the, the extreme of complexity or the simplest of games, right? So we get mm. uh, themed games of like Monopoly or like uh, Trivial Pursuit or something like that. Or we get games that have a lot of complexity to them. So in the middle, there's not a lot. So in that sort of light strategy... That's true. Yeah. And when I was looking online, I found Monopoly a lot. Yeah, I think of there's, there's immediately... On BoardGameGeek, you can you can tag things as having a certain category. And there's, yeah. not everything gets tagged, so not everything is there. And even so, I managed to find about seven superhero Monopoly right. editions very, very quickly. <laughs> yeah. um, but there are some other games as well that are more gamey games that have been themed towards superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, Munchkin has two. Because uh, it actually has the X-Men edition and it has Super Munchkin. Yeah. Uh, I can't say I'm a big fan of Munchkin. I don't know if you've tried either of those sets. I No, I've only played base Munchkin once and I wasn't too much of a fan of it, so the one I haven't thing, explored, explored anymore. Sure. The one thing I wonder with Munchkin is I wonder if its popularity and accessibility among people who are not heavy into the game hobby might actually make it a really good vehicle for the superhero genre because it's taking in much the same way I think the Marvel movies are making comic book characters accessible to people who don't want to get into comic books I wonder if it might make it accessible to people who don't want to get too heavy into the board game hobby as well quite possibly I mean Munchkin is a very popular game with with all sorts of of people so yeah that might be a, a good way for people to get into the hobby through through superhero games I just think there's probably a better game out there. I would agree with that. <laughs> and I think, not that I'm a fan of Love Letter myself, but the Batman edition of Love Letter. I am actually a fan of Love Letter, a huge fan of Love Letter. And the Batman Love Letter is is quite interesting. It it, it, it adds one little thing that makes the game a little bit more interesting, in, in, uh, in my opinion. Okay, so for those who don't know Love Letter then. Yeah, you start with one card in your hand. On your turn, you draw a second one. You choose one of them to play and do the effect on the card. Um, so what does Batman bring in that isn't in that? Well, uh, one of the roles in original Love Letter is that of the guard. There are five guards, mm-hmm. and when you play a guard card, you choose another player and try to guess what card they have. Right. And if you are correct, they're kicked out of the round. Yeah. Uh, with Batman Love Letter, the guards are all Batman. And when you correctly guess someone using a Batman card, not only do you kick them out of the round, but you get a point for it. Oh. So it, it quickens the game up a little bit. 
Interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. And it's the idea with this, of course, uh, whoever is left in a round gets the point for that round. Yeah, so ideally, uh, you would uh, kick everyone out of the round and be the only one left to get a point. Otherwise, the people who are still left in the round will compare their cards, and whoever has the highest number will get a point for that round. Right, and presumably, therefore, with Batman, because it, it plays to whoever gets to, is it three points first, I think? In Batman in letter, I think it's... It depends on the number of players, but I believe in Bat Letter it's just seven all around. Right. Yeah. But you're going to equally get to those seven faster than you would do if you're playing the base game. Exactly. That's intriguing. I like yeah. the sound of that, actually. I must give that a go. Uh, another one I realized I didn't actually write on the list when we came here was Batman Flux. Yeah. I don't know if you ever played that. I've played some regular Flux. I haven't played Bla- Batman Flux. Much like Munchkin, it's a, a little light for me. Yeah. I like some Fluxes, but I, mm-hmm. I found that this didn't add enough to the game for me to really take to it. No, it was just uh, a slapped on theme. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. arguably all of Flux is a slapped on theme. Oh, totally. <laughs> uh, Flux, again, for anybody who doesn't know it, um, you're simply basically playing cards out in front of you, trying to achieve a particular combination but that combination changes at the player's whim and you may be playing all of your cards at once or you may only get to play one you may draw six you all (laughs) the rules in the game change consistently hence flux uh but where star flux i think i like more just because i like the theme more Mm. and cthulhu flux adds a mechanism to the game that doesn't exist in base flux that changes the game up and makes it more interesting for me batman flux i found it didn't do enough for me to really appreciate what it was doing ah but there are a couple of games that are very good games that have had superhero themes slapped onto them. And one of those is Codenames. Yes, Codenames is a very popular game. Very good game. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And Disney owns Marvel. Mm-hmm. And we have a Codenames Disney, but we also have a Codenames Marvel. Now, neither of us has actually got around to playing this game. No, so I'm not sure what's different about it from regular Codenames, but... Um... Uh, Codenames is a, would be a great vehicle to introduce someone to a superhero game or or introduce superhero fans to a board game. I would so, agree. Uh, so I think that would be a good combination. Well, tell us what's the, the base premise of Codenames itself with the appreciation that Marvel might have some things in it that we're not aware of. So the base premise is there's going to be a 5x5 five five grid of cards down on the table which will have words on them. Or in this case, probably some sort of superhero or supervillain's picture on it. And then each, uh, there are going to be two teams at the table. Each team will have a code uh, giver. And you're going to be, on your turn, giving your teammates a clue to try them get to guess certain words on the table that correspond with your color on a special card. Uh, the clue can have one word and one number. And the number refers to how many cards in the 5x5 in the five five grid that work with the clue. So I'm trying to hopefully get you to guess as many clues as possible so that we can finish all of our words off before the other team. There's also on the table one assassin card. If, anyone, if any team guesses that card, that team is instantly eliminated from the game. Right, and the Marvel version is uh, themed as Hydra versus S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, This we do know. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so I'm looking at some cards here from the game, and actually it's not just superheroes, it's also items, it's special powers written as words. So it's quite a varied game. It Mm. kind of combines codenames and codenames pictures. Interesting. But also it's color art, which codenames pictures was not. So there's quite a few things here that are really quite different uh, and it states on the uh, on the page on USAopoly that it combines 
many different Marvel universes. You've got Spider-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, The Avengers, Doctor Strange. So there's a lot of stuff here for the fandom. Yeah. But also, you know, I can see straight away a hammer, a shield, um, obviously for Thor and Captain America, uh, and a helmet that I'm not enough of a geek to recognize, and the word sword... So very easily, there's kind of... You could have equipment as a clue, and you don't need to know superheroes to understand that. Nice. So this is something I feel like you could play very easily with both nerds and non-nerds alike. Oh, that's great. Uh, which I think is is good. I think that's how you get people into the hobby, because they can bring all of their friends in regardless. Yes. Um, and then the other one, have you heard that DC Spyfall is coming out later this year? <laughs> I had heard that. Uh, Spyfall is great, and having a DC version I think will be really fun. Uh, it'll give us some really interesting locations. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. And Spyfall, the idea of this is simply that everybody at the table knows that they are at a certain location, and that they, they're they essentially having to ask questions of each other to find out whether everyone else knows where they are because one person at the table doesn't know where they are. So we might all be in a submarine, but one person has no clue we're in a submarine and it's trying to catch that person out before they work out that we're all in a submarine. Yes. This one, I'm looking at cards here and we've got the Daily Planet, we've got the Fortress of Solitude, um, we've got Temescira. So Maybe. it's going to be very, very much the same game, uh, just... Superhero themed locations, which I think could be a lot of fun. It would be a lot of fun, yeah. So what's nice there is I think we've also got uh, a very simple game and a very good introductory game from each of the two major sort of superhero houses, one yeah. DC and one Marvel. Yeah. But both have had many other games released, uh, and we're going to go into a little bit more detail about some of those on Wednesday. Uh, this has just been a kind of soup song of some of the very, very base level uh, and some that are sort of, you know, only really just squeaking into what hobby gamers would call a game, but maybe popular to those who are new to the hobby. So there's some good introductory stuff there, but join us again on Wednesday when we talk about some things that are a little bit more complex. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.